Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Come on, man. Yeah. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, rugby fans, and welcome to episode 120 of the DNVR Rugby Podcast. My name is Colton Strickler. I'm your host, back after a week off. wasn't really planning on taking a week off, but it just kind of happened that way uh, with Thanksgiving and stuff and everyone getting back from Uruguay. I just didn't have the time to get an interview lined up. Got kind of caught in a little weird spot in time there, but we're back this week, back in action, going to close out the year strong. And we're going to do that by jumping into this breakdown. The breakdown is brought to you by O'Neill's. O'Neill's is the official sportswear supplier to the biggest teams in World Rugby, Infinity Park, and the American Raptors. Shop apparel now at O'Neill's.com. That's O-N-E-I-L-L-S.com. So, jumping into the breakdown. Got some Raptors on the move that we'll talk about first. I think the last show I did a couple weeks ago, uh, I talked about Campbell Johnstone moving on to Dallas Jackals for MLR 2022. And he is not the only Raptor heading to Dallas. It has been announced now that Tommy Madaris and friend of the program Sam Phillips are also on the move down to Dallas for this next spring season. Tommy was around the program from the end of the spring. I think he showed up around May through the fall season. Uh, he was introduced to rugby at Marquette. And unfortunately, I always forget to mute my computer. Uh, introduced to rugby at Marquette and uh, you know played through the fall season. Fortunately, he had a wrist injury pretty early on in the fall, so he was in a cast for a good chunk of the season. But he did go down to Uruguay. Um, I know he was rostered for that last match. I don't think he got a play, though. And then Sam Phillips is a true crossover athlete. Like I said, friend of the program, had a good conversation with him back in the spring. If you're interested, I recommend checking that out. But he played tight end at Louisiana College. Didn't know anything about rugby, just kind of learned about the opportunity you know, towards, I think, the end of last winter because he showed up a little bit late. Um, but he joined the XOs and did well enough, obviously. He signed a, count, a contract with the Dallas Jackals. So congrats to those guys. Wish them the best of luck down in Dallas. Uh, we have another roster or another signing that was announced today right before I recorded this podcast, actually. Rugby United New York, I think that's still their name. They, they dropped the United on the Internet, but I'm not sure what that means yet. I don't know if they're going to announce a new name or something. So Rugby New York announced that they re-signed American Raptor hooker Caleb Geiger for the 2022 season. So Caleb played football and baseball at Concordia University, Nebraska, before picking up rugby with the Colorado Exos back in the spring. He's like the one local guy that played for the Exos and American Raptors was 
you know, Caleb Geiger's from Sedalia, went to Castleview. Um, and if you remember, he got signed with Max Stacy back at the end of the spring, like once the XO season was done, Rooney picked him up to come in and cover the hooker spot. Um, I don't think he, he didn't get a play. He was dealing with a little bit of a blood clot issue throughout the whole spring, um, but he got that figured out and he, he was healthy, played the entire fall season, went down to Uruguay. Um, and, and everything I've heard about Caleb and from what we've seen is he's just picked it up really well, runs really hard with the ball in hand. He moves really well for a guy his size. Um, and if you go back and listen to the conversation I had with the Max back in, I think it was in May, um, about what it was like playing in Rooney, all that good stuff. It might have been later in the summer, maybe like June or July. Anyways, just go search the podcast with Max Stacy. I think that's the second interview I did with him. Um, just talking about like the impression Caleb made just going to Rooney for the time he was there, those couple of weeks. Uh, walked in, strongest guy on the team. Um, and and I, think, I think that Caleb was going to make a run uh, at, at, a, at a hooker spot there in Rooney. Um, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if, that, if he parlayed that into a couple invites with the national team here in the next few months or a year because he, he's really good and he's really strong. Uh, and I think he's going to be, he's got a bright future in rugby. I'm glad that he discovered the sport and has fallen in love with it. So that's all the Raptors on the move for right now, but that is not the last Raptor that will be on the move. I know for sure there are going to be a couple more um, off the top of my head. I know there's going to be one down in Houston with the Sabercats. Um, and then a lot of other guys like Christian Alvarez, I know, went back to NOLA, not not like a true crossover athlete, but somebody that came in, played with the American Raptors this fall, helped kind of steady the steady the ship in the back line back there at scrum half. And um, then CC Mahoney, I saw move on from San Diego Legion. He moved over to Houston as well. Uh, was another guy that came in, played a couple of matches for the Raptors, provide some good, you know, veteran experience and leadership. And CC is kind of, he is kind of a crossover guy in a sense. I know he's been playing rugby for a long time, but uh, played a little football in his day. And a nice young guy to kind of fit in with some of these guys and, and figure it out. So uh, that, like I said, going to be more Raptors on the move for sure. Keep an eye out for that. I will be, of course, doing my best to document all that as it comes live. So sure you're paying attention to that and you can like I say you keep up with all that stuff on DNVR rugby so we'll go ahead and move into the next piece of the breakdown uh, we got some USA rugby news to talk about um, got quite a bit but I'm just going to talk about this little piece because I have kind of uh, been doing some boiled down versions of the podcast this last month or so um, but at Dubai sevens returned last weekend USA men took second place if everyone watched uh, ran into the buzz saw that is South Africa looks like the best South African sevens team in a, in a while uh, so that, that final didn't go very well for, for the USA men's team, but that's okay. It's a great way for them to get things started, and they seem to be playing some good rugby, so I'm excited to see how they back it all up again this weekend. Hopefully they can string a couple good performances together in these you know first two tournaments, first two rounds of Dubai Sevens, start building some momentum as the Sevens season you know really starts to get going here. Um, the USA women, on the other hand, took seventh place. Um, they'll have a chance to right the ship this weekend. Things get rolling again on Peacock, like I said, Dubai round two, so it's going to be fun to watch that. I'll talk a little bit more about that and all the rugby you can watch this weekend coming up after the breakdown. But the last thing I wanted to get to in the breakdown um, is there was some some announcement that came from USA Rugby yesterday I was kind of surprised to see. Uh, kind of came out of the blue for me. I didn't even know this was a possibility. I didn't know this was something that was on the table. But USA Rugby announced that they'll be sanctioning a sevens competition that isn't the Premier Rugby Sevens, which I think is kind of interesting. Um, it's like a brand new entity called the U.S. Rugby Sevens Major League. As you all recall, Premier Rugby Sevens kicked off 
um, in the fall a couple months ago, I think in October, after you know, a nice year of buildup. Um, so it seemed like that kind of had some, uh, you know, some momentum's kind of headed in the right direction. And this one kind of came out of nowhere to me. Like I said, didn't know this was even on the table. But it sounds like the inaugural event will take place in Las Vegas in October 2022. The competition will feature 12 international teams and four United States teams competing for a share of a million dollar cash prize. Uh, I'm not sure how that's going to be divided up. Obviously, I'm sure that's details that are sure to come. Sounds like this is a men's competition only. There's no women's aspect of it, unlike the Premier Rugby Sevens. Um, and there's some talk of some live gaming entertainment to take place, you know, in part with the rugby. I would assume that means some gambling, you know, since it is in Las Vegas and gambling's taken over. Uh, but the release doesn't explicitly state that. Uh, and the thing that I'm probably most excited about or I guess like interested in when I read this release and when it comes to this new competition is that they're giving fans the opportunity to own a share of the competition when you buy a ticket via an online public offer. Uh, so that kind of raised my eyebrows a little bit. Uh, like I said, this is one of the things that intrigues me. I was talking to one of my friends about this today because it feels very Green Bay Packers-esque. Uh, we started talking about why like more teams and more organizations and I guess even more competitions, if you want to look at it that way, don't do this because it seems like an easy way for teams to raise money. Um, and if you do, like if we're using the Green Bay Packers as an example, right, they don't have like a true owner. Instead, it's a, you know, it's publicly owned. It's all these shareholders that own it, but they don't have any real power, right? They don't get any decision making power. Um, I think they get access to exclusive merch that's merch that says shareholders on it. They get invited to a special meeting, and um, I think that's about it, right? They get invited to a shareholders dinner sort of thing. I don't think you get any decision making power. You don't get a you don't get to decide who starts quarterback, or you don't get to decide on renovations and all that good stuff. But it is like a way to identify super fans, right? Like if a big fan of the Green Bay Packers or whatever, and I want a three hundred dollar piece of paper that says I am a super fan, I own the Green Bay Packers. Um, I think I think that's. You know, that's just a way to identify people and, you know, get people that really support you to spend money and use it, you know, raise money for whatever you want to do. So I think this could work in that sense, right? If we go into it and, and uh, you know, this could be a little bit different because this this sevens competition hasn't said what benefits or anything will come if you, with, with you owning a share of the competition. But I, if it was me, like I would go into this competition th or going into this purchase of the share thinking, I'm not going to have any decision-making power, right? I'm buying this because I want this to succeed, and I like rugby, and I want this piece of paper that says, I like rugby, I supported this competition from the very beginning, I own it, quote-unquote. Um, so I think if if you go into it realizing that, I, I don't see anything wrong with it, and I think it is a little bit of a unique way to approach it. I don't think that's a way that rugby's kind of been approached in this country, and if that helps something turn a profit, I say go for it. I think that's a good idea. Um, and then, he, like, think about it on a different level, too. If it came, if I was a big-time Seattle Seawolves fan and they made it to where I could buy a share of the team, but, again, I had no decision-making power, maybe get invited to a dinner or two once a year, I get to buy some merch that says, you know, Seawolves shareholder on it, uh, I think I would do that. I think I probably would. So, um, I, I mean, I guess I'm interested to hear what people think about it, but I kind of think this is a good idea. Um, and, and like I said, if it helps something turn a profit and it helps it be successful, I guess I'm all for it. So obviously with that coming up in October of 2022, we still have 10 months to see how it's going to change and all this stuff and whatever's going to happen. So it's going to be something to keep an eye on, but uh, I'm certainly going to. And, and who knows, when it comes time to buy the, the share, I might do it. I might pull the trigger. That does it for the breakdown.
So we're going to jump into all the rugby you could watch this weekend. There's quite a bit on. So we'll start with Dubai Sevens round two, like I was talking about. And the USA women get back uh, with a match against Fiji on Friday morning at 1.02 a.m. Then they play Ireland on Friday at 4.52 a.m. And then they'll uh, play France on Saturday at 10.22 p.m. And then, uh, well, I guess that would be Friday at 10.22 p.m. That does throw me off with the time change. Sorry about that. Uh, and then we have, they close out the pool play against Great Britain on Saturday at 1.07 a.m. And for the USA men, they play Canada on Thursday at 11.28 p.m. They play Kenya on Friday at 3.20 a.m. They play Australia on Friday at 7.08 a.m. So catch all those matches and the rest of the tournament on Peacock. Make sure, that's kind of nice when these tournaments are on because you literally just put on Peacock on your TV or your computer or whatever. Just leave it on while you're working on whatever you're doing, clean up your house. It's kind of what I do, get a chance to sit down, watch a couple matches. I like when these tournaments are on. It makes it a little bit harder when people don't have the day off work like we did last week for Thanksgiving and all that good stuff, but find some time to watch some rugby this weekend. Um, yeah, let's watch some sevens. It's cool to see it back finally. Moving into the next competition, we've got Premiership Rugby. We've got Gloucester versus Bristol on Friday at 12.45 p.m. We've got London Irish versus Newcastle on Saturday at 8 a.m. Exeter versus Saracens on Saturday at 8 a.m. Northampton versus Bath on Saturday at 8 a.m. Worcester versus Wasps on Saturday at 8 a.m. And then Leicester versus Harlequins on Sunday at 8 a.m. You can catch all those matches on Peacock as well. Peacock is the place to be this weekend if you're looking to watch some rugby. United Rugby Championship, we're kind of all over the board thanks to some COVID stuff. I think they're playing like three weeks worth of competitions in this one weekend, and then taking a couple weeks off before they get back to it on Christmas Eve. So we got Sharks versus Bulls on Friday at 10 a.m., Edinburgh versus Bennington on Friday at 12.35 p.m., Leicester versus Canocht on Friday at 12.45 p.m., Ospreys versus Ulster on Saturday at 8 a.m., Glasgow Warriors versus Dragons on Saturday at 12.35 p.m., Stormers vs. Lions on Saturday at 8 a.m. Uh, you can catch all of those matches on URC TV. I saw they're running a deal right now that allows you to get URC TV for 50% off. I still think it's $70, though. I'm not entirely sure. Close out all the rugby you could watch this weekend with some Allianz Premier 15s. We've got Saracens Women vs. Bristol Bears Women Saturday at 5.30 a.m. Wasps FC Ladies vs. Sale Sharks Women on Saturday at 6.30 a.m. Harlequins Women versus DMP Durham Sharks on Saturday at 8 a.m. Gloucester Harpery Women's RFC versus Lubber Lightning on Saturday at 11.30 a.m. Worcester Warrior Women versus Exeter Chiefs Women on Saturday, or, yeah, on Saturday at 12.30 a.m. or p.m., excuse me. That's, a, that's another mess up on my part. Man, you take a couple weeks off from all the rugby you could watch this weekend, just short circuits your brain. Um, if only you knew how many times I paused this to make sure I did it right. You'll probably hear in the post-product, whatever. Uh, you can catch all those matches on Premier15s.com. They're back in action after the fall international, so this will be a good time to jump right back in. You won't, you won't have missed anything if you took a couple of weeks off to do whatever you had to do. So did they, because they had to go play fall international. So check that out. That does it for all the rugby you could watch this weekend. Go ahead and move into the interview portion of the show. Uh, this interview with American Raptors second rower Mikey Grandy is brought to you by Guard Lab. Join the mouth guard revolution with American-made mouth guards that perform, protect, and recover. For more information, visit guardlab.com. Had a good chat with Mikey Grandy this week. Mikey's been playing rugby since May, I think was when I started seeing him around. I uh, played offensive line at the College of San Mateo and the University of Texas before being medically retired because of a concussion. 
Uh, Mikey's now playing second row for the Raptors, kind of discovered rugby, um, kind of looking for things to do. He's a friend of Lene Latu, uh, came out and watched Lene play against the Giltinis. Thought this kind of looked fun. He fits the brand right, former college football player, real big body, athletic guy. Uh, so he, he got the offer and he moved out here and he's been here since May and, he, and he's loving it. He uh, has been kind of banged up. We talked about it in the interview. He's had a shoulder. Um, but I thought the, the most, I guess, interesting part of this interview is he, his first rugby experience came in Rugby Town Sevens. Um, then he was kind of hurt throughout the whole fall, so he didn't really play rugby again in a live match until Uruguay. So his two first rugby experiences have been extremely tough. He's been thrown into the fire, but he's handled it well. Um, and, and he's a great guy, and I'm looking forward to watching him, you know, progress through his rugby career. I think he's going to be one of the next ones to really pop off and looking forward to seeing it. So with that introduction, let's go ahead and kick it to my conversation with American Raptors second rower Mikey Grandy. All right, now welcome on to the show. Very special guest, American Raptors second rower Mikey Grandy. Mikey, how's it going, man? It's good. Feeling good. Happy to be here. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming on. I know we've been trying to pin this one down for a month now i feel like it's been a couple weeks so happy to knock it out uh mikey the first question we ask everybody that comes on the show is can you tell us a little bit about where you're from i'm from california um it's kind of different places around but mostly the bay area yeah and yeah so basically just the bay area nice yeah i know i was talking to you in uruguay i'm a fan of the bay area i like that it's probably my favorite place in california yeah it's nice I wanted to ask you, uh, I see you and, and Lena specifically talking a lot about stuff like food can't slap. What's that about? What does that mean? Food cannot slap. The only <laughs> thing that can slap is music. But okay. I okay. like, I like uh, just messing with Lena. Yeah. Uh, you know. I've, so I've seen that, but I didn't annoy. know what it meant. So I, I'm glad yeah. we got to A lot of people on the team haven't gotten it right yet, but <laughs> and it's I'm sure it's not helping with me saying okay. messing around, but food cannot slap. Only music. Only music. Okay. Yes. All right. Mike, can you take me a little uh, through your football career a little bit? Like, where'd you play high school uh, football at? And then kind of where'd you play college? I played high school uh, football in Palo Alto at Palo Alto High School. I played my sophomore and junior year. And then my freshman and senior years, I um, was injured. So I wasn't okay. able to play those years. And then from there on, I went to um, College of San Mateo, to JUCO. And then I played a season there and then transferred to uh, University of Texas after that. Nice. And then were, were you always offensive lineman? Uh, I was kind of a tweener, like defensive and offensive lineman okay. in high school. But yeah, just kind of. I mean, just because like look, when I looked you up and I would never would have pinned you ever as offensive lineman. <laughs> like you just don't have a like offensive lineman body, I guess, since I've known you. But I look you up, you look like a completely different yeah. person, man. You yeah. used to have the long hair. How much did you weigh? The heaviest I was was 330. And so how much you weigh right now? About 250. Oh, my goodness. That is like yeah. a whole yeah. like person, you know? I That's can feel like, the difference. I yeah. can definitely feel the difference. So I, I know I've asked Chase this before, but like, how do you, because like you're not naturally Chase, that Chase big. Chase was bigger than me. I know. You're not naturally that big, though, right? Like, yeah. how do you weigh that much? I don't know. I never <laughs> really, when I was my heaviest, I obviously felt heavy, but yeah, it just, I don't know. Yeah, that's. I mean, how much I'm you eat, sure. and like, is eating a job at that point? At that at that weight, it it's more of you'll get the the sweats after a good meal, oh, that yeah. type of thing. But it just 
food goes down a lot smoother <laughs> when you have that extra weight. I can imagine, man. That's what. Well, that's one of the first thing when I started looking you up. I never would have pinned you as an offensive lineman. So, um, did you? I mean, did you like playing line? Like, did you like playing football? I liked playing. I liked O line and D line. I mean, I liked football as a whole. Um, and I can imagine like going to Texas. That's a big deal, yeah. right? Like that has a few. That's. I mean, that's up there on par. Like, oh, I play shortstop for the Yankees. Like, I play football <laughs> at the University of Texas. Before right? before even going there, I. Um, I don't think I ever went to Austin. I was in. I went to Houston when I was a kid. Um, I know that a couple times, but other than that, that was my first time going out there for, really for anything. So I had a good time. Um, Austin was fun. The whole experience was fun. I learned a lot from it, and um, I mean, it brought me here. Yeah. So I'm, I'm thankful for it. So what happened at Texas? You got a concussion, and that set you back, or, or how did that work out? I had. Um, when I was a kid, I had a couple of concussions, and then that number, I got another one during spring ball mm -hmm. um, when I got there, and they were kind of hesitant about it because my impact tests weren't matching up with mm -hmm. the new tests. Right. So it was just a, a bunch of that, back and forth with that, and then it ultimately didn't end up working out. I got medically retired, and then um, I think I had a year and a half maybe two to finish my uh, degree yeah. over there. You finished in yeah. Texas, though? Yeah. I mean, that that sucks, man. What, what was that like when you got that news, I guess? Was it just, at like, first, what do you do with yourself? You've been playing football for yeah. however long. And at first, that's kind of how it went. Um, I started playing basketball right after I stopped playing football. Oh, okay. And then um, that kind of helped just kind of stay in shape. But, yeah, I mean, all my friends were on the team. I lived with... My whole house was filled with football players, so it was a big shift going from being a part of it to yeah, just uh, looking on. For sure. And what was football at Texas like? Like the stuff that you did take part of, what, was it like anything you'd ever experienced before? Is it? It's just another level right. over there. I'm from California, so Texas and California yeah, are very different. States, but right. Texas just takes it to another level. What, what does that mean, though? Like, the workouts are just, just like, a little bit the harder? facility, or? it's more of just everything, like, the just the experience, mm -hmm. the facilities, the food, the the yeah. workout equipment, yeah. the gym, the training room. Just I feel like all of that is kind of elevated mm -hmm. in Texas. Nice. And then I guess, too, how did you end up there? Like, was it always kind of – when did they kind of take interest in you? Was it in high school and then you went to – you know, San Mateo to I just kind of get a few things ironed out, or was it at San Mateo that they kind of reached out to you? Out of high school, I was committed to San Jose State originally, okay. and then kind of last minute, I pulled out of that yeah. to go to um, the junior college, College of San Mateo, and um, it, I guess it kind of worked with their spring season. It was our spring ball, and then that's when they brought all the coaches out to the JUCO, and then um, Texas was kind of late going in but then when they came around it, I mean, of course it caught yeah, my it's eye it's kind of hard to pass that up yeah right? it's hard to pass up there oh <laughs> well, cool man so then what did you do i guess i know you said you started playing basketball but like you finish up college and then what do you do um well i finished i just finished college i think i got my degree in end of july oh wow so you just finished so i just finished yeah. yeah um nice but after i stopped playing i i started playing basketball i played basketball growing up yeah 
Um, basketball was the main sport. I started playing football my sophomore year. So I just went back to playing basketball at the gym, you know, having somewhat of a normal life. And that's kind of where I went from there. Nice. Uh, so I know I was creeping on your Instagram a little bit. It looks like you did some martial arts stuff. Is that pretty recent? Like, how did you get into that? Uh, that was after I stopped playing. Um, I, I did a little martial arts at a high school. I had a friend that um, was fighting professionally at the time, so I kind of just hopped in with him and mm-hmm. tried to get a feel for it. And then when I stopped playing um, at Texas, it just was a, something to take up the time, yeah. kind of to stay competitive at least, stay in shape. And then, I mean, I enjoyed it. So what, what is that, like what were you like practicing? I was doing mostly jujitsu uh-huh. and then kickboxing and some boxing. Dang, was that something that you ever thought about kind of pursuing or well, is this something to do like in the... I've always kind of thought about it going yeah. through um, school and high school, but football in that direction right, was right. always the what was pushed. But um, when I was doing it and consistently, it was really fun. Um, probably one of the funnest things I've ever done, but it's right. hard. Yeah, <laughs> it is hard. That's what I've heard, man. It's, <laughs> it's, it'll it'll drain yeah. you out. And then you did some competitions, or like, how does that work? I did a jujitsu competition, and then um, a I think I was in the open division, and then a, a light heavyweight division, I think. Okay. And that went well. I won that. Nice. And then I did a Muay Thai kind of like exhibition thing, and I got whooped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got whooped <laughs> up. But That's all right. It was it was it was a great experience. I think. Yeah. You know, you learn a lot from getting beat up for sure but <laughs> i can only imagine so i think it's only helped yeah right and we gotta toughen you up right yeah. for sure so then how'd you you know how this opportunity come play for the raptors kind of come along because you've been here for a good chunk of the year right like i think i've I been here around it since in like may or something yeah towards the end of may um so me and lena uh lena latu we played at college of san mateo together yeah and then we had another friend we have a couple of friends that play at kansas mm-hmm. And this was in May. Um, me and our friend from Kansas, Adagio, uh, we just decided to come visit Lene for a weekend. Mm-hmm. I knew he was playing rugby, but I don't think I've ever watched any <laughs> games or anything before that. And then, um, so we got here for the weekend, and then we went to his game on the Saturday. I think it was the Guillotini's game. Mm-hmm. And um, I had a great time. I was not what I was expecting at all. Yeah. And then after kind of, Throughout the weekend, Lena was kind of joking about coming to play, coming to play. And then I never thought he was serious. And then right before we left, I asked him, he's like, yeah, you know, it's something that could happen. Just got to get in touch with the right people. And yeah. then a couple of days later, I talked to Peter. A couple of days after that, came out for a tryout. And, nice. And I've been here. Nice, man. Had you been here before? No. Yeah. Yeah. You I've like never been to. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I just switched my car over to the oh, wow. Colorado that's resident. A big, that's a so big move. It's a big step. <laughs> uh, so I know you said you did, you'd never watched rugby before. Like, no. did you know anything about it when you I came out to watch him play? I had a couple friends in high school that played, but I never saw anything. I think I passed the ball a couple times. Right. Probably uh, incorrectly, but yeah. yeah, nothing before that. Yeah, so I guess you show up in May, you were training all summer. Um, so was your first real like rugby action? Was that Rugby Town Sevens? I played in a Water Dog okay. game in the summer. I don't know if it was 
I think it yeah, might have been might after. Have just like a, okay, around that rugby same town, time. Yeah, Rugby Town 7s, that was my first that is like anything to do with truly rugby. Truly baptism by fire. <laughs> like, what was, what was that experience like? I, I mean, looking back on it now, I was, <laughs> I'm happy for it. Yeah. I'm glad we got beat up a little bit, but it was fun. Because, yeah. I mean, it was, everything was just moving so fast, and it's night and day from practice to right. game speed. So it's just getting used to it. I know. Uh, it didn't help. I kept getting yellow cards. Yeah, I know. I heard it. That was one thing I noticed. <laughs> I was like, man, this Mikey, poor guy, he's getting yellows. But I guess that's how you learn. It's the only way to learn. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I was talking to, I think I was talking to Dayton about it, and he was just like, we were going in thinking that we were going to be okay, and then. I mean, you guys, what, caught the Ramblin' Jesters, I think, in the first game, <laughs> which is, I think they won the tournament last time they played. The Ramblin' Jesters and the Team Germany, so you, you very literally played, like, two international yeah. rugby sides. And uh, But the, one thing I will say about that tournament is, like, you could see you guys, like, getting better. You could see yourself getting, getting closer, more comfortable. Closer and you, closer. You won that yeah. third match. Uh, probably should have won that fourth one, you know, but like you could, you could, yeah. you were, you could see it. It was like visual, you know, you, visibly you were making the steps, you were taking those steps to get better. Uh, and so that's one thing I saw. And I yeah. think, I mean, I would be interested to hear is that, is that something you felt? Yeah, that, that first game was just like deer in the headlights. Right. And I think it was for everyone, not just me. <laughs> so, um, yeah, just that fourth game we're talking about was that uh -huh. the North American, North American yeah, lines, that one yeah. game we should have had for sure. Yeah. I remember but, that. But you, you but like I said, you're getting better, so that was good to see. Yeah. Um, and, and like I said, that's really truly diving headfirst into the deep end of, of rugby is playing in that. Yeah. You know, getting the draws that you guys did in that, yeah, that rugby town it's, tournament. It's harder than watching it on TV yeah. from playing it. It's right. I can't even explain. I mean, it. in sevens especially, that's so much yeah. running. So you have to love playing 15s, right? Yeah. Like, it's got to be a little bit easier. I always like playing 15s a little bit more than sevens, honestly. Yeah. It's just... Seven, I mean, 15s I enjoy just because there's so much going on, but sevens, it's quick. Yeah. Like, you, you do what you got to do and Go then get the out. Go bathroom and you miss it. Yeah. Cool, but, man. That's so, seven, but that's seven minutes. <laughs> that feels like forever. So then, like, what, um, were you a little bit banged up this fall? Because I feel like yeah. I didn't see you around that much between that tournament and then even until Uruguay, right? Yeah, it's, um, I had a, what did I start out with? I feel like I remember your my like, shoulder, shoulder yeah. being banged up. My yeah. shoulder I banged up early in the season. Um, and then while I was healing that, I busted my knee in the weight room, mm -hmm. just unlucky. And yeah. then um, I ended up having to have meniscus surgery on that. And that took me out about a little over a month, mm -hmm. kind of leading into Uruguay. And then Uruguay had my first games. Nice. So again, man, I feel like you're just catching, you're, you're jumping into rugby at these like these times that you're playing. Like, what was the first one? Los Cuervos, it's a good club, right? And yeah. then you play Uruguay A. Hey. So, how was Uruguay? Did you have a good time? Like, yeah, I had, uh, I had a great time. Yeah, there was there's a lot of things to do. Um, the people were nice. Yeah, it was just a nice change of scenery for sure. That's from what being I out here too. The people were very nice. The food wasn't very yeah. good, but. That's okay. It can't be. Their McDonald's was good. The McDonald's was good. I took your guys' advice yeah. and I tried that right before yeah. I left. Yeah. Um, that was the highlight of it. Uh, what has been, I guess, what's been the, I guess, first, had you been out of the country before? Was that no, your first time? That was my first time being out yeah. of the country. That's cool. Yeah. It was I mean, nice. th that's what I've said about rugby, too, is just like, even for me, it's taken me so many different places I never would yeah. have gone other. Like, I would never have 
ever have considered to go, go yeah. to Uruguay. This, they kept saying, um, like a year ago, look back where you were. For sure. So I would never have guessed I would have been there. It's funny enough, I'm writing, I'm working on something right now. The like crossover academy, like the very first day of the camp when Lena came in and all these people, like mm. the, the thing was literally one day old was November 19th of 2020. And then on November 19th, 2021, like you guys just played that second Damn. match against yeah. Uruguay, yeah, that's which is cool. crazy to look back on. But, yeah. um, what has been the biggest, I guess, like the hardest thing crossing over into rugby? Like what's been the thing that you've like kind of struggled with the most? Um, just getting familiar with all the little rules yeah. and the just spacing it's it's different from when you've played a sport for years and years and years just you can't you don't really think about things but coming into rugby a new sport i'm just my head's running a thousand right. miles an hour do uh has like the no pads thing been hard for you uh no i i prefer it i think it just gives everybody more movement more freedom mm -hmm. um the injuries suck yeah but it's just part of it right yeah, and I can imagine too. Like, I, I always thought, like when when I played rugby, um, like coming from football, I feel like you're in football. You're trying to like hit somebody as hard yeah. as you can all the time, and that's not necessarily the case. Like, you want to tackle hard, you want to hit hard, but it's you're more just trying to get them down, right, to get the ball and yeah. like keep the phases going. Where in football, it's like I'm literally gonna try to kill this guy. Yeah. Well, yeah. and another big thing I think is the releasing, having to release uh -huh. after the tackle and get right back up. Right. Like, you don't have time to celebrate. No. You don't have time to... And there, I mean, you it's probably quick. are well aware as there's times where you tackle somebody and then you get up and you're like, damn, well, I got to tackle somebody yeah. again. And like, do it again. It's just oh nonstop. Gosh, somebody, please, somebody yeah. could come help me. Yeah. So no, when, those, when those penalty comes, when yeah. those penalty comes, you, you. take a deep <laughs> breath. <laughs> yeah. It's, I can imagine that's got to be kind of like like the, the martial arts in a sense, right? Like it's just like going? Yeah, no. yeah, it's a lot of it. Um, I feel it, it ties over a lot into the scrums and just like getting out of the tackles. Mm -hmm. That's that's a thing I think it, it's helped on. Okay. But just being more comfortable in contact. Yeah, that makes that's sense. That's the biggest thing. Yeah, I, think. I guess being uncomfortable in uncomfortable positions, yeah, right? Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Like if you're getting choked. Yeah. <laughs> getting but choked I, is probably worse than you know being in a scrum or something like that but neither of them are ideal yeah there's times when i'm like brady he was a wrestler yeah, yeah. i he, always see him rolling around when he's with you I think. when he's <laughs> like a yeah and then yeah. when he's in a ruck um like when he's counter rucking he'll drop into a full sprawl full extended sprawl yeah but i just like things like that it's it's hard to like with brady for example it's hard to take for him down sure. for anything do anything right physical with See, him and that's gotta be an advantage though even like over guys i've played rugby forever because they they might know how to counter ruck yeah. but what he's doing isn't yeah like it's a counter ruck, but it's not you know it's not necessarily like what they would teach you to yeah. counter ruck, right yeah it's just kind of doing what you got to do for sure to get them get them that's interesting i haven't looked at that across uh do you feel like you're playing basketball like more so than football when you play rugby yeah well it rugby is just like carrying the ball that was mm -hmm. my first time i ever carried the ball was here really that type of thing so like you didn't even get it in high school then mm -hmm. and throw no like tackle eligible or nothing anything? come on not one that's a bummer but yeah that was just the biggest difference uh -huh. and then i think basketball um i think basketball has helped me 
in rugby more than football. They yeah. just coordination, footwork, that type of thing. That's interesting because that's something I never have noticed or ever even thought about until like all you guys showed mm-hmm. up. Because I never played basketball. I only played football and then I played some soccer before I played football and then mm-hmm. I played football and rugby at the same time. And I was just like, it's pretty easy to, you know, pick out the similarities between rugby and football, but the basketball stuff, like moving without the ball and even like everyone's ball handling skills yeah. way better than people that start yeah. usually because you like that is basketball right like moving without the ball and pop pass and like doing some you know crazy mm-hmm. like that's basketball so yeah I, that's something i'd never noticed until this program kind of existed yeah just the ball in hand i think that's the biggest thing yeah the majority of the people playing or on our team weren't didn't have the ball right in their hand yeah so that's that is that's a the, good point too um so what's kind of what, what are you doing in the off season? I know you're you're sticking around, just training for next year. Yeah, I'm just gonna be. I'll be uh, here in Glendale, just working out, trying to get in with um, Jake or SNC, and just trying to get back in shape. Yeah, drop some of this Thanksgiving weight. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we all could do that. Uh, and then I guess the last thing I want to ask, Mike, is just something that you can see yourself like pursuing now. Like, is this something you're? Yeah. Taken seriously. Yeah, I hope to make a career out of it. Yeah. As long as I can play, I want to play. And yeah. So how old are you? 23. Oh, see. Yeah. You yeah. Got, a little yeah. bit of time. You you got all the time <laughs> in the world, man. So yeah. uh, I think I usually leave this in open. If you want to, you know, shout anything out, push socials or anything, feel free. Um, but other than that, that's all the questions I have for you, man. So, yeah. I'm good. All right. Thanks, Mike. I yeah. appreciate the time. Glad we finally knocked this out. Yeah, thanks for having me on. All right, I hope everybody enjoyed that conversation with American Raptors second rower Mikey Grandy. Uh, thanks, Mikey, for coming through and finally doing that interview with me. I know we've been trying to set it up for a while now. Glad to finally get it done. We're going to move into the required reading portion of the show, and the required reading portion of the show this week will actually be required viewing. I want everyone to go check out the Utah Warriors roster release show. thought it was a different way to announce a team that some of the other teams have been doing. You know, teams kind of trickle out the the, the roster they, they announce a player here, a player there. Uh, Rooney, when they announced Caleb, they did it three at a time, but the Dallas Jackals have been rolling it out one at a time, which is kind of the standard approach. I kind of like Utah's approach of just ripping off the Band-Aid, doing like a 30-minute show. Um, I thought the show was really well done. It looked super professional. It looked like a legit TV show. Uh, I thought all the content was good. They go through the roster step by step. You get a good, nice idea of the strengths of it that everyone brings to the table. So I thought it was a different way to do it. I thought it was really cool. Uh, Utah kind of always does stuff like that. They're always kind of, you know, doing things a little bit differently, but they they always seem to knock it out of the park. So uh, I would recommend everybody go watch that. I'll link that in the, art, the article that houses this podcast. Uh, so make sure you go check that out. Go ahead and close the show with the loop. Don't have too much. I'm still working on a fun crossover piece I've been working on since October 6th, I think. Put out three more interview requests this week. The firing of a certain college head coach in this state today uh, kind of put the put the kibosh on one of those interview requests. So uh, i got to pivot and do something else, but I'm going to do my best uh, put something together. It's going to be cool when it comes out, I promise. So just keep your eyes peeled for that. Um, make sure, I guess the best way you see that, follow along on Twitter at DNVR underscore rugby, at Colton Strickler. That's how you can see all the content we've been putting out at DNVR rugby. Uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a quiet couple of months, so I'm going to get creative and 
look at things from a different way. I can try to do my best to just keep putting stuff out there. Uh, and I appreciate everybody that's followed along so far. So that's the show this week. Thank you to everybody for listening. Hope you had a great week. Hope you have a great weekend. Enjoy all the matches this weekend. I'll catch you all back here next week.